Welcome to the Inspired Action Podcast. This is where we have motivational, inspiring conversations and interviews that we hope you'll enjoy listening to. If you're interested in creating more balance in your life, understanding your five-element energetic nature, finding the path of greatest ease, or releasing the baggage of this lifetime and discovering ancient alchemy that can help you fly in your life, Join us and other inspired actioneers on this alchemical, transformational journey. Welcome to the Inspired Action Podcast. My name is Jay, and this is Pod 59. I'm here with my co-host, Lita Herman. Welcome back, Inspired Actioneers. We're having a really fun time today recording this podcast. We've already done several outtakes that have been cracking us up. So anyway, (laughs) it's perfect because we're uh, still doing our Happy on the Way to Happiness podcast. And boy, are we happy today. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And we're going to continue our discussion on the transformation of the five virtues. We're moving on to the second virtue, which is authority. Authority. Was that authority? Was that, Was that authoritative? <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking about these virtues of Chinese philosophy for the last few podcasts. And if you're just joining us, there are actually two sets of virtues, one that society gives to us as we're growing up as children. <laughs> And those are benevolence, morality, social compliance, loyalty, and trust. You know, these virtues are given to us at an early age through parenting and schooling and society in general, but we just can't seem to escape them. Yes. And then there's a second set of virtues that the Taoists talk about, which we believe is key to your individual happiness, which is why we're talking about it in this series, Happy on the Way to Happiness. Yeah. And those virtues are courage, authority, gratitude, forgiveness, acceptance. And this is what we're talking about. This is what this podcast kind of is about. Yes. And so these new virtues, they don't come easily. It's about putting yourself first, even though there are all these things in our lives pulling on us all the time. Yeah, like making us feel guilty for working too much or not working at all, getting us to do things that we don't want to do, maybe make us frustrated or angry or even apathetic and you do nothing. Yeah, it's the human condition. We all experience this. Any human alive experiences some amount of this. Sure, and it's typically a big cause of why we're unhappy. But as we get older, Lita, we start to realize some of this. And then some of us even have a midlife crisis, which I like to call midlife transition. And some of us do some crazy things. You know, maybe we just go on a month-long spiritual retreat. Or maybe buy a big fancy boat or a fast sports car or a crazy motorcycle. You see those going down the road, right? Some guy gets off, he takes off his helmet, he's got a big beard and white hair. And like, dude, that is a midlife transition going on. (laughs) Or maybe join a gym. Um... I don't know. Get a tattoo. Get a tattoo. Um, we maybe giant remodel of the house because yeah. it's the first time that you can have a house the way you want it. Yeah, right. and then there's the people like doing Botox and getting hair plugs, and yeah. there's all that giant kind. trip around the world. Yeah, so why do we do that? Why? Because we can. It feels good to do something for ourselves and not for anyone else. If we've been doing stuff for everyone else our whole lives, then it's maybe time to do. That tattoo that you've been thinking about. <laughs> yeah, now you have the kids and the empty nest. And yeah. you, you know, you couldn't do it when you were younger because maybe you worked in the corporate world and you just want to rip that pirate's head on the arm there. I don't know. 
<laughs> you know, but the midlife Not crisis. Not a pirate said. No, thank you. But maybe somebody wants somebody a pirate might want it. Okay. But the midlife crisis or transition usually happens because people restrict themselves for so long from they just don't do anything that they want to do. So they kind of go crazy and start doing, like you said, stuff that they haven't done. Maybe, you know. Maybe they want to prove that they're worth it. Yeah. Or they can still do things. Right, right. Like the motorcycle or a tattoo or even joining a gym or something like that. Yeah. And that's why we have some of these meditations because one of the things that people deny themselves about is what they really want in life. So we have the What Do I Really Want meditation on the Inspired Action app. So you can go check that out. And that reminds me, Jay, we should probably look at doing some podcast news. Yeah, like the app. We have the Inspired Action app, which is really getting going. We're adding stuff all the time. I know we're making a bunch of meditations that go along with these virtues. Yes, we have one for courage, which we did in the last podcast, and we're going to add one for authority as well. You know, that was uh, that was something that, you know, this app is just growing. People are kind of blowing up. They're digging it all over the world. And we're just so happy that people are liking it. So it is a place to come check out the meditations. And it's a fun place. Yeah. It's going to get bigger and bigger, too. So. so the app can be found in the Apple Store or on Google Play. And we should tell them about Five Element Fridays. Five Element Fridays. Five Element Fridays. So, so yeah, it's just a few minutes on Friday. And guess what it's about? The five elements. There you go. (laughs) Wow, that was hard. (laughs) We made it super easy. So if you haven't heard it, check it out. It is on Fridays. And you can find the ones we've already done in the podcast feed. Or you can always go to our website, inspiredactionpodcast.com. We have all of that on the website. You can actually, people tell me all the time, they listen to the podcast from the website and they can also get more information about us. Yes. And and we also just want to remind people, we have a Facebook group, we have an Instagram page, and we encourage, encourage everyone to send in your ideas, your suggestions, your questions. We love your feedback and we really want to engage you in this podcast as much as possible. Yeah, we love to hear from you. So if you have a second and you like this podcast, please give a quick rate and review on Apple iTunes because it really does make a difference. Yes. And we love getting questions like you just said on Facebook. So, and wait... What do we do if you get a question? You get a t-shirt. Yay. Yeah, if we use your question on the podcast, we send you out a beautiful, lovely, inspired action t-shirt. In, hopefully, in your size. Yes. We also maybe might throw in a mug or sticker. We have all kinds of stuff that comes across our door, so you never know what you're going to get. Yes. But, um, all right, so I'm going to take the authority right now oh, and good. stop this podcast. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> but somehow the word authority doesn't sound like much fun. I and mean, we need to try to make it a little bit, it sounds really serious, but how do we make this a little less serious? Well, let's make that happen. We can be responsible for our own discussion. We can make it funny if we want. Yes, let's do that because it's a fire virtue and fires love to laugh and have fun. As we know, you are fire. Yes. I fire second. Okay, but I'm so. relying on you, Jay, to pull out the funny jokes and make me laugh. Well, well wait a minute. Wait, pull out what? <laughs> pull out wait, what do you want me to pull out? Of what? <laughs> oh, I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> I'm just teasing. I know what you meant, but I will do my best. But wait, wait, wait. You can't give me the responsibility for our humor because you have to put in 50%. That's your authority. Don't give it away. Yes, right. Good point. You're, I need you're to at be least responsible. 50% yes. <laughs> so that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. Taking responsibility having the authority. Don't give it away. Don't yeah. give away your authority. Yeah. We're going to talk about that a lot. Okay. So when we introduce the five virtues that society gives us, we talked about the fire virtue, which is morality. 
And it's this morass of conflicting ethical quandaries that society throws us into. And it all comes down to this. Fires really want to be perceived well by their peers and community because that makes them feel like a good person. And they want to feel good about themselves. They want to feel beautiful or kind or like they're right. Yeah, just not wrong. Yes. Don't ever try to tell a fire person they're wrong. That is totally not a fun thing. <laughs> and not funny. It's really bad. Yeah, that is like knocking the ice cream cone on the ground of a fire person. <laughs> They'll either fervently argue with you or burst into tears immediately. <laughs> yeah. Heads up. Just best not to go there like ever. <laughs> All of you who have fire partners probably already know that. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't... It, that was the tip of the day okay. right there. Yes. Number one tip of the day. <laughs> and not that, you know, we always say no right or wrong, but really Just take that to heart. make sure they're right That's all the right. time. All the time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so some people also call this virtue morality. They also call it compassion, which sounds nice. But when you're really looking at the meaning, meaning of it, it's not that compassionate, really. Yeah, it's a little bit better, but it's kind of actually, I think a little judgmental, you know, being able to know what's right or wrong or think you know what's right or wrong and wanting to be a little righteous and good, but with an em- with that emphasis of not being bad. See the difference? Like, the yeah. thing, and then to oppose that onto others. Yes. That so, is the little pot that kind of trips yes. me up there. So fires end up being the queens of societal shoulds, like you should do this or you should be this. And th- and because it's good or right, but does society decide that or do you decide yeah, that? Right. Morality causes a lot of conflicts with a lot of people, not just the fires. Right. Okay. You may not agree with society's current views about what's right or wrong, or even think there's anything right or wrong. Then there's the religious institutions, government, peers, community leaders neighbors so many people are trying to control the population control the masses they have power over us or they think they do and if the individual actually has the authority that's my authority voice there (laughs) to question this you know what think about this question in society religion government the community leaders the peers then what what do you do then (laughs) is it total anarchy (laughs) but so much of control was really implemented through that morale right? So teaching people what's good or bad and demanding they be good or else or else they go to hell or they go to jail or maybe they're ostracized by their peers. And then the people in charge say they have the authority to justify this morality and they'll use morals to take authority or power away from us. Yeah, they know that people you know, won't speak up most of the time, you know? All right, Solito, so what's the path to transforming this morality virtue into the new virtue, authority? Okay, so we're moving towards being more mature. And I can speak as a fire person. Maturity is really all about fire. We want to be more mature. It's, It's part of the five elements of fire is is growing and maturing. So we all want to do this. It's just that we have to have the courage to be who we truly are and to do what our souls are truly longing for. And then we can take control of our own lives and be empowered and responsible for who we are. And that's the authority. It sounds like for you, you have to put on your big girl underoos there. <laughs> Maybe Captain, you know, Captain Marvel underoos. Yes, the new Captain, I mean, the right. Captain Marvel movie was that's great. Right. Yeah. So she had authority. She stepped up and did her thing. So we'll have to 
Hey, you know what? I would take a pride pride in wearing my Captain Marvel underoos. Do they even make underoos anymore? <laughs> I, don't I think know. we're seriously dating ourselves because <laughs> I don't even think they make those anymore. Underoos were these really cool underwear They're that like kids pajama wore. Underwear. They gotta still have something like that. If you can mature and put on your underoos, whatever ones you want, no judgment here, okay, and you make this transition from morality to authority, doesn't your life become so much easier and clearer than trying to fit in into society's belief system about what is right or wrong? Then all you have to do is figure out what is right or wrong for you and stop worrying about what others think. Yes. It's really hard to do. Yes. And it's about what do you think? How do you want to live what is your belief system and value system? In Chinese medicine, we have a special name for your heart that might help. Uh, I'm, how did I know you were going to say that? They have a special name for everything. <laughs> That's really true. And it's called the Supreme Controller. The Supremes, like the singing group? Yeah. Like, stop. In the name of love. Oh, that's perfect. That's a good fire song, that's right? That's a good fire song. I love it. So no, not the Supremes, but it's the perfect song for this moment. The Supreme Controller is the emperor of you. You're the king or queen of yourself. Who knew that singing group had it going on, right? <laughs> yes, they did. You know, a great example of this is my son growing up. He had a great sense of his own authority. He used to say, you're not the boss of me. I'm the boss of me. <laughs> okay, well, we could do a show on parenting tips on that. I'm not <laughs> sure everyone would agree with that. I know if, if I said that when I was a kid, you better be a fast runner. <laughs> Run the other way, put, right? Yeah, they were not putting up with that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, my son, he thought he was the boss because he was talking about his own authority. And he had a crazy mom who actually thought that was a cool thing. But some parents would probably criticize me for letting him say that because I was honoring his authority, his heart, his emperor. Yeah, I bet a lot of parents would want to discuss that with you <laughs> and your parenting style. But you know, I think it's good for kids to learn how to make decisions for themselves, uh, you know, kind of own their authority, however they see it. You know, I think that a lot of people try to squash that and it's again i think that's that social compliance thing but for anyone at any age finding their authority is a big deal yeah i know and parents are supposed to be in charge of children so we can have authority over them because they don't know enough to be in charge of themselves and that's true but then the challenge is as parents how do we cultivate children having their own authority when they're still learning how to make good decisions yeah, and how do we not crush that authority yeah. with you know cultivate something else so they can become good and kind citizens of society and not give their power away to just anybody. Yes. You know, it's a fine line to walk. And I think parents out there, if you're listening, you know, and we know you're constantly wrestling with this. Everybody does. But if you want to help your children be authentic and good citizens, help them find their authority. Yes. And, and it's such a great way to say it's a fine line. And it really is. So how can we allow our hearts to feel in control of our empire at all times and not give our power away to our parents, our society, our peers, our religious institutions, our community leaders? Yeah, And as children, we all know what it's like to give our power away to authority. And when you're young, you look up to all those people, you feel helpless. And when you give it away, you just feel crappy. It's like, ugh, why, why bother? It's why children often struggle so much in schools, especially in controlling and authoritative schools. Yes, society makes us feel powerless all the time, not just in school, 
You could take a look at the LGBTQ community and how they've had to fight to be themselves, to take back their power. And it's a really great example. You may have grown up in a community that didn't accept you for who you are. And that could be moral, that could be religious, that could be all kinds of different things. But yes. for a, a community, and not just them, but a lot of different you know, social groups are trying to stand up and you have this morality virtue that could makes you conform to be a good Good citizen. in air quotes, yeah, right? Air quotes again. <laughs> I'm already flying into two so far. So anyone grappling with these issues has to make that transition from morality and judging and blaming everyone outside of us to authority. So fires can be the nicest people ever, but they can also be very judgmental because of this morality. And their their maturing process is getting to this authority of not blaming everyone else. Yeah, when you give your power over, you're not taking authority. When you feel helpless, that feels yucky. Take it back. Better yet, don't give it away in the first place. Perfect. So how do you decide to trust your own authority? Yeah, if you have your own emperor or empress, decide who you are or what you want to do. And let's just keep going with that. Yeah, take your power. Take your power back. You know, own your own authority. But wait, Lita. With that authority comes responsibility. Let's go down that road a little bit. Yes. So if you're not following everyone else's rules and you're following your own, then you have to also own the results. So people get hung up on this. Yeah, I think people are afraid of screwing up, looking like an idiot, maybe feeling stupid. Yes. And that goes across the board on the elements. Nobody yes. has any ownership on that. No. And you might be worrying, am I going to screw up? And you'd much rather give the authority to someone else. So when things go wrong, you can blame them. And no one will blame you for telling someone what to do and it went wrong. I do think blaming someone or something else or what you're not happy about or you're not happy with is so much easier than looking at your own role in it, your own accountability. Yes. So blaming feels really good. It's not my fault. I love it when it's not my fault. Yeah, who doesn't love that, right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's like the default. Not my fault. He did it. She he did, did it. it. Yes. Point your finger. Yes. <laughs> but if you really want to take on your own authority, then you have to start pointing the finger at yourself and learn to be accountable for yourself. So Jay, you taught me about being accountable, about accountability a long time ago. And I thought I had all these great excuses why I wasn't doing what I wanted to do. And everything in the world was preventing me from, you know. But then Lita, you saw there was really only one factor in the equation of what you were not doing that you wanted to do. Yeah, me. Yep, and then you shifted it. <laughs> yes, Jay helped me see that I must be accountable for everything in my life. Actually, you did all the work. I was just there. Yes. You know, it's really <laughs> about becoming the wizard of your own life, which is a major theme of this podcast. You know, that's it. You are what you think kind of idea. Yeah, asking it is given. It's that Abraham stuff we keep talking about, Esther Hicks. You know, she was also saying, what are you asking for? Because that's what you're getting. Ah, you really can't blame someone or something else for what happens in your life if you're doing that, right? You're just yes. living that positive life. You can't blame the bad people for what's going on in your life if there's no bad. Yes. So here's an interesting example I've marveled about now for many years. Before I knew about Abraham, well, you know, really since I was a kid, I was terrified of ticks. I mean, I didn't like any bug, but that particular bug, I just hated it. And I spent a lot of time near the beach, so I saw a lot of them, and they just freaked me out. So then 
all this Lyme disease stuff came out and became more prevalent. And then I became even more petrified because now they weren't just gross, they were dangerous. And then I moved, you know, of course, I chose a place, Law of Attraction, where there were just tons and tons of them. And my dog used to come back from walks with like 10 or 15 of them on every day. It was, like, it was like a nightmare. And I got more and more obsessed with the fear of them until one day I was sitting in my kitchen. I looked at my back door. It had a screen and I noticed they were crawling all over my screen. Like they, they wanted were... to get in. Okay. So that is just like a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not cool. Not cool. So if, you know, it felt like my Indiana Jones moment looking down into the tombs with the snakes. <laughs> yeah. But how about this? Ticks. Why they have to be ticks? Yes, <laughs> we, well, I think we should put a little clip in of the snakes. Yes, yes. Pit. Oh my God, did you just make a movie reference? I made a movie oh reference. Oh my gosh! <laughs> All right, so how many times have you seen that movie, Jay? I don't know, maybe 30, (laughs) not counting all of them together. (laughs) All right. Well, I had just. Ticks. Why'd it have to be ticks? Snakes. Why'd it have to be snakes? Ticks. Why'd it have to be ticks? All right. Well, that's what it felt like to me. And I had just started listening to Abraham, and suddenly I saw clearly what was going on. I was creating this nightmare. I was seeing them everywhere because I was focusing on them. I was asking the universe through my focus for their presence in my life. Is it possible that you created Lyme disease? Well, (laughs) honestly, I grew up near Lyme, Connecticut. I could have been the epicenter. You're so afraid of them. You made them powerful. I made them even more disgusting than they already were. I don't know. It sounds crazy, but I have to own up to that possibility. Yeah, you know, even if you didn't create Lyme disease, you certainly noticed the presence of it in your life. Yes, so that day in that totally dark pit of snakes or ticks, I vowed to change it. I decided to make a rule for myself. Ticks could exist out there, but my family would be safe. I would be safe. And I owned it. And from that moment on, slowly, their presence in my life receded until really today, I barely ever see one. I mean, this entire summer, I think I only found one on my dog and that was it. And it didn't freak me out and I didn't get scared. I just took care of it and put it out of my mind. By not focusing on it, I am a safer person, safer by not worrying. Yeah, and a better use of your energy by far. Yes. Okay, worrying doesn't really help at all. You'd rather be better doing some affirmations or yes. something. Yeah. So yes. you took control of your own life. That's yes. fantastic. You became empowered. You know, it reminds me when you were just talking about that whole thing about that show that we both like called The Good Place. Yes. Which is on, I think, NBC and... Netflix, and you can find it everywhere. We'll put it in the show notes if you are looking for something to binge on. Yes. Um, <laughs> Though we don't have a gate binging. Nope, we don't <laughs> have a gate binging. But if, you just, if, you're not, if you're taking a mental health day, how yes, about that? There you, you can go. watch The Good Place all day. But it's kind of like about morality versus authority, and you get talk about this if anyone's into the show, but they have this character, Chidi, who could not make a decision for the life of him. So he just can't <laughs> do it. it. Like, he angsts over it, like, all the time. I think he's so afraid of being responsible for making a wrong decision, he cannot even order a breakfast muffin for himself because he's weighing all the good and bad consequences of, you know, the outcome of his decision of a banana nut muffin or a chocolate chip muffin. I know he does not have his authority. And he's, a, he's you know, he's he's he knows that he needs to be accountable for his decisions but instead of taking on the authority and the responsibility he just is paralyzed it cannot make 
any decisions. But right. The show, the the bigger concepts are funny. Yes, and we could do a whole show on just the good Definitely. place. Absolutely, because <laughs> it opens up a whole can of moral morality worms, Mor- a morass of morality there worms. You go. <laughs> but for today, worms. I, Why yes. did it have to be worms? Why did it have to be? <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Okay. All right. So, but for today, I think it's because with the Abraham way of thinking, every decision we're making is creating our life. So this is your authority, your supreme controller, the sovereign ruler of you. That's what we mean by authority. Your little heart needs to feel in control of your empire at all times. Like it's in the driver's seat. You yeah. Know? So, but That's if you're apathetic, then you're not looking at the authority in yourself. You're just kind of like going through the motions. And anyone who had a lot of trauma in their childhood, this could be something that comes up. They might have a lot of authority issues. You could be a victim and blame or be helpless and not blame. But basically, you're giving up your power to other authorities. Yes. Let's let's take the health palace, for example. You know, we all go to a doctor and we say, you know, fix me, fix it. What's, you know, or, I, or we ask, what's wrong with me? Tell me what's wrong and give me something to fix it. Well, we all know that the health is really about the person themselves. You have to take charge of your own being, your yes. own time on this planet. Well, that reminds me, there is a poem called The 13 Appearances in Chinese Philosophy. There's always something, yeah, right? always a poem. Okay, so it, it's, it says this line, when something takes charge of the beings, we speak of the heart. So this is the authority. The heart is in charge of that. Can you be in charge of yourself? Do you trust your own authority? Or maybe you just go to the doctor hoping that doctor's authority will take over for you. Well, a lot of people go that route. I'm yeah. Sure. So you know there's this famous No judgment. Yeah. <laughs> so there's this famous acupuncturist doctor in China, Ma Dan Yang, and he was one of the best healers ever. But he refused to go to the doctor when he was sick, despite his friends begging him to. He said that he had to take responsibility for himself because he knew medicine and he could heal himself, which he ended up doing. And he said that those who don't know healing should see doctors. But if you're actually a healer, you should be able to heal yourself through your own mind and thinking. Well, that that sounds a little Christian sciencey over there. Yes. But no judgment. I'm you, just saying that I, that concept is out in the world. Yes. It's really similar to the Christian scientist idea that, you know, you don't need to go to a doctor. You can heal yourself. And in this day and age, it's great that we have doctors who know their stuff and can help us. But what if you don't trust your doctor? And then you end up going to 10 doctors and you don't trust any of them. Or you have your trust yourself <laughs> issues and you can't then you can't make a decision and you're back to the cheaty idea. Yes. in the good place and you can't decide on anything so what's the point of going to 10 doctors if you can't even make a decision you can't even pick the doctor you can trust yeah so how can you trust that the decisions you make are the right decisions it's not just health it's all, it's the, all nine the nine palaces, palaces yeah. yeah what about your career palace you know when i first met jay I was just blaming the fact that i had to work hard and make money for why i wasn't doing what i wanted to do jay what did you tell me I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) I don't believe it. (laughs) I told you that That was funny. You didn't expect that, did you? I didn't expect you to say that. (laughs) I told you that you created that life. And boy, you did not like hearing that. No, I fought it. I fought it 
tooth and nail. It took me a long time. It really threw me for a loop in the beginning when she said that. But then I had to admit she was right. I didn't say you were wrong. I didn't say you were doing something bad. I just said that you created it. Yes. Accountability. Yes. I got what I believed in, which was I believed I was going to have to work hard in my life and that I'd never get to do what I wanted to do. So I had to stop blaming everything else and everybody else for what I had created. Yeah. So really, this is about asking yourself, what am I doing or what am I not doing? Who am I being or who am I not being? And does it align with what I really, really want to do or be? Or am I just being or doing or feeling or whatever what society is telling me what to do? Yes. So this goes back to the Kraken and its tentacles. Release the Kraken. You know, those tentacles that wrap around your heart. What if you made bad decisions growing up? Or what if you grew up with parents or a community that wasn't looking out for your own good? So they told you a lot of things that didn't really resonate with you or align with you? Or what if someone was constantly telling you that you were wrong? Yeah, that's just... That's going to mess with your authority totally. big so you time. You actually believe you can control your life. You might not even think that you have the control or the authority or be able to make decisions. Do you even like yourself? Can you live with those decisions? Can you live with the decisions you, you make? Can you be selfish and put your needs above your spouse or above your children or above your job? You know, if your family goes to the left and you need to go to the right, then what? I don't know. It's a tough one. You got to decide for yourself. Are you capable and smart enough? Are you intuitive enough to see that there's a different way to go? Yeah. And we don't often want to be honest. We don't want to really honestly look at ourselves. It's hard to admit these things. It's hard to look at these things. But guess what? If you've been listening to this podcast for a while... I think you're ready. I do too. Good point. Our listeners have been getting used to this self-examination and being really honest with themselves. Yeah, they often tell us it's not easy, but <laughs> we like to listen. So yes. thank you. Yes. <laughs> you know, we, we ask a lot for you to look at yourself. What yeah. do you really want? So this is where I know this is Lita's, one of her favorite sayings, where the rubber meets the road. Are you willing to be accountable to yourself to do or be or feel what you really want. Yes. And if you're not, that's totally okay. I imagine a lot of people, I'd say the vast majority of people out there aren't completely doing that. They're not being accountable to themselves. Definitely not. These things are not easy. You know, it's hard to put yourself first. You know, selfish is looked on as a bad thing. And I always say it's a good thing. You know, we talked about in our last podcast, number 58, do you have the courage to put yourself first? If you do, then the next question is, do you have the authority to make better decisions about putting yourself first? Yes. That's a big one. Yes. Do you have the authority to make better decisions about putting yourself first? first. Great. Because if you do, here's the issue. Some people might not like you anymore. What? Yes. You think so? Yes. And if you're fire, that's a big problem. But even everyone, earth, doesn't matter. Yeah, because now you're not doing everything for them anymore. You're starting to do things for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's going to piss some people off. Yes. Can we say that? (laughs) We can. (laughs) So telling Wait, wait. That's going to tick some people off. Yes. (laughs) That's good. How about that, right? That's really good. So (laughs) telling your truth. Yeah, telling the truth to yourself. It's about admitting that people might not like you if you're just being yourself. What's a lonely fire to do in that case? I think that fire should love themselves for once 
And be their beautiful, awesome, good, fiery selves. Yes. And we all have fire in us. Yes, we all do. And this is so hard for fire. It's so much easier to lie to ourselves about what's really going on than admit that we're not doing what we want because we want to be liked. Or loved. Yeah. So that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Unless a fire has woken up to this fact, they need to get woke. Get They're, woke. <laughs> get woke. They're not making any decisions based on their supreme controller ruling their empires. Remember, stop in the name of love. You need to tap into your inner supreme. Yes, there you go. (laughs) So the supreme controller is like on one track, it's wanting to be liked. And on this other track, we're completely lying to ourselves about what we really want. So it's, it's really rough. And then, you know, we come to someone like Jay for coaching and she asks us to be accountable to ourselves. Ah! What a beep. (laughs) There's a lot of tears that go into those conversations with people. You know, when you can get to the point when you can start to look at your own life through your eyes and are you being true to yourself? Are you living the authentic life that you want to live? Are you accountable? And so if you can start to ask yourself those questions, then you can get to the authority. So here's the question of the day. Are you willing to be the authority of you? Now imagine that you can actually decide everything in your life. What a concept. You could decide if you want to be healthy. You could decide if you want to be wealthy. You could decide if you want to do the work you want to actually do or travel to the places you want to go. You could decide exactly how you want them to be. You have the power. What would that be like? Well, you could also decide what kind of relationship you want. You could decide what kind of children you want. How about that concept, right? Wow. (laughs) You could decide how wise you are, how prosperous, how well-traveled. You could decide to be at home in your own kingdom. That's a big one. That's a big one. So for the listeners today, here's some homework. Ask these questions of yourself. Do you trust you can be in control of your own life? And if you were, what kind of life would you be living? Yeah, and this is a good day to be completely 100% honest with yourself. Yes. Start thinking, start dreaming a little bit, and start making the authoritative steps to make things happen. And be kind to yourself on the way. Always. Yes. And be happy on the way to happiness. Happy on the way to happiness. Bye. Bye. Happy trails to you until we meet again. You've been listening to the Inspired Action Podcast, and you've reached the end. Woohoo! Why not celebrate a little bit and click that subscribe button right there. We love having you with us on this journey and we want it to continue. You can also rate and review this podcast. And if you have already, thank you so much. We read all reviews and your reviews help other people find this podcast as well. You can also be a part of this podcast yourself by submitting a voice recording message and emailing it to us at lita at inspiredactionpodcast.com or jay at inspiredactionpodcast.com. And if you want, you can join our Facebook group or follow us on Instagram. Join us next week for another Inspired Action Conversation. And thank you for listening. Thanks for listening and remember to hug the dog.